Hi, this is Chloe Love, and I don't listen to the Clary Podcast. I don't think you should either. Personally, I'd rather pay taxes than listen to the Clary Podcast. Here comes the biggest asshole after the whole world's ever seen. Welcome to the Clary Podcast. A division of Aaron Clary, LLC. Brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO And now, your host Captain Capitalism himself The world's only professional asshole Clary. Well, they chose the wrong day to drop this story uh, because it's a curse-free podcast, and if I ever needed a curse, it would be this one. I apologize if one slips out, but we're going to start with this. Eat, Pray, Love author announces lesbian relationship. Los Angeles. Eat, Pray, Love author Elizabeth Gilbert, who split from her husband of nine years, which, if that wasn't proof to you girls that what she wrote was female porn it wasn't real it, it was not reality but you you girls believed it all <clears throat> you watched the movies says she's in love with her best friend a woman named raya elias who is recently diagnosed with incurable pancreatic and liver cancer that's too bad gilbert says in a lengthy facebook post wednesday the terminal diagnosis uncovered her true feelings for her longtime friend and those feelings led to gilbert's divorce from jose nunes whom she described falling for at the end of her best-selling memoir. What value... Here's where I'm concerned and where most women I just just plain don't listen to anymore. You really can't listen to the word that comes out of their mouth, man. I'm being deadly serious. If most women found, build, structure their beliefs about love and romance and idealism about love and romance in this book. Like, oh my gosh, it gives you the VTs and and Fifty Shades of Grey. And then when you find out the person who makes it is basically just effed in the head. I'm not against people being lesbian. Absolutely not. But this, this woman has ran. How many lives has she ruined? Including her own, I might add. It makes me question, by the falling of dominoes, by logic, that not only... Is she not worth listening to on anything when it comes to romance, dating, courtship, marriage? But the book should not be listened to as well and should be laughed out as the joke that it is. And then all you women who believe in this BS should also be laughed out, or at least at minimum, ignored. And just like dismissed. Like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a 45-year-old middle school girl believing in fiction. Oh, well, what's worse, this isn't fiction. You're believing in, in a, a, a philosophy, a theory that has been as successful and as founded and proven as socialism and communism. I mean, you're like the millennials believing that socialism is a good thing because you weren't around in the 80s to see the Soviet Union. You, you, and, and, and you have, you've seen it. I mean, it's not like you gals didn't have an example of the Soviet Union of what not to do. And I'm not talking politics, I'm talking dating. Most of the girls that read Miss Gilbert's BS, this tripe, 
went through divorce. They saw their parents get divorced. Maybe they themselves are divorced. Did, did you not pick up? Did you not learn from putting your hand on the hot stove? And and I I guarantee you they have buyers they they won't have buyers remorse because they can't they can't let their ego take that hit. Many of them are too old now. They've gone down this path. It's like the gals who decided to move out to New York because they're like, there were girls that moved out to girls that women that moved out to New York because they thought life was like that in Sex in the City. They really thought that. Like they really believed it. And now this, now this, and, and it's too late, girls. You you anchored yourself. You built your foundation in sand. And I know it's not what you wanted to hear, especially when the world was bending over to kiss your ass. When they were bending over because they wanted to F you, as Bill Burr so poignantly said, that you wouldn't listen to any realism. You, you, didn't, you had the choice. You had the choice that I'm just going to listen to whatever I want because I am at the peak of my power. You didn't even know you were at the peak of your power. You thought you were something amazing, great. You thought it was standard. You thought this was going to last forever. That things were just going to go your way when you didn't realize men and society were bending over backwards to make sure it would so that basically corporations could sell you their crap, Democrats could get your votes, and men could screw you. And now, now that you fell for this 15 years ago, you believe the EPL? Now that this bubble is gone, that the temporary factors that led to the inflationary female beauty bubble is gone, you girls invested in this, you, you, you bought tickets on the Titanic, and now you get to sync with it. And now you see, you see the captain of it is drunk. Not drunk, just has no freaking clue what she's doing. Uh, Gilbert says, uh, the the poster was confirmed by the publicist. Uh, Gilbert says she is making her relationship with Elias public because such truth and transparency make her life easier, more ethical. Oh yeah. You pull the ethics card now. Oh yeah. Now you, (laughs) after I got my millions, maybe billions. Now I'm going to tell, by the way, I'm a lesbian. And, uh, what's next? What's next? Guys. Honestly, and gals, gals, this doesn't have to just be guys. There's one thing we should all pull, the K, lemonade out of lemons, lemonade out of lemons. Lie to women. There's no, there's no benefit telling them the truth. Somebody sent me a link. I didn't watch it in a couple of years, but uh, some librarian made a post about bachelor pad economics, how she was shocked at all the misogyny and, and uh, the, 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 you know, oh, he's just it's just basically misogyny. When all I was was telling the truth, you you get nowhere with women telling them the truth financially anyway. You might get yourself a good wife, you might get yourself a good girlfriend, you might get yourself a good friend saying, "Hey, you know, take this BS and shove it up your ass that the rest of the world's been feeding you. This is what it's like in the real world." You will get, as listeners to this show know, like a good pal, the Black Calamity Jane, uh, and and uh, a T. And uh, our good pal Jesse over in the oil field. We, we, the real women get it. They appreciate truth. But the vast majority of women do not. And they never will. They, they're just going to double down. I've seen it before. The, the women aren't going to say, oh my gosh, i got to rethink my life because I really invested all my life. I made decisions based off of this book in Fifty Shades of Grey. They're not going to, and they'll get angry. They'll get they'll get angry because you're showing them a mirror. You're saying you've wasted most of your life and you've got nothing left to live. They hate that. And they're not going to go and, you know, like Sandra Day O'Connor, rest her soul. Not Sandra Day O'Connor. Who was the gal that died recently? 
Phyllis Shafley, she pe- they're not going to savor their 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 old age being a grandmother or in her case a great grandmother. They didn't think long term. They don't want to be reminded that their life is over and they basically get to live in for the rest of their dwindling days. The party's over. This is all downhill. Literally all downhill for them. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear lies. They want to be told what they want to hear. And if you just realize that, you will be so much more successful than me. This is so apparent to me that I really am. I mean, there's there's so much stuff to do. There's the stuff I'd like to do. And then there's the stuff that I'd be rewarded for infinitely more. And they all revolve around lies. They all revolve around telling young people, leftists and liberals, but disproportionately women, lies. Just tell them lies. They will reward you with money. They will reward you with sex. They will reward you with whatever. I mean, not long term. You don't really want to. And these are not the type of girls you invest in. But if you want to make a quick buck or a quick... Just lie. Lie. And don't you girls come in here from the left or uh, who aren't regulars at the show. Don't you dare come in and say, you can't lie to women. That's wrong. BS. Then stop rewarding people for lying. This has nothing to do with men. The people that lie to you the most are women. Oprah, this gal, the gal that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. All women all telling you lies. And you girls just sop it up like an obese sow over at an all-you-can-eat ice cream buffet. <laughs> I'm sexy. Ah, big is beautiful. I can find a Latin lover overseas. My husband doesn't appreciate me for the sexy, beautiful woman I am. (laughs) I mean, do you girls really believe it? Deep down inside, you gals really believe this BS that you're told? I mean, it's a question I ask uh, O'Shea Duke uh, Jackson. He put in, he's like uh, saying black people don't want to hear what Aaron Clary has to say. But he was, he was making a good point. He was, he was for the book I wrote, Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. But I I asked the question, and we can ask this of anybody who's intellectually dishonest, or I suspect of being intellectually dishonest, and, and that is, are you lying to yourself? Does the black community, I mean, how, how dumb do you have to be to not know Having kids out of wedlocks and multiple ones before you're 18, hell, before you're 25 and situated, that that's bad and that's going to bode ill for you. How, how dumb do you have to be, especially now with all the education, to know that uh, uh, STDs are transferred with sex and you should wrap it up? What, 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 do you really? Really? It's whitey? It's racism? Is that what it is? I ask the same thing of women. Really? Do you really think... That the George Clooney billionaire is going to fight against the rough hand uh, cow poke uh, cowboy rancher uh, who's rough and tumble, uh, Clive Owen. You think they're going to pine for your fat kind of Lena Dunham ass? You have to go and employ Lena Dunham to make fiction for you. You have to go and read books that are fiction. You have to go and buy those those books over the, the Harlequin romance novels that are lies with the guy who's got the gold band on his bustling arm and he's taking the woman. You got to read that crap to get... And do you ever look in the real world? Really, the preponderance of evidence that you experience daily, the empiricism every day you sustain and live through, that is still overridden by your desires to lie to yourself Apparently so. I mean, I answer my own question. I know. I look where the money is. I make the, and Oprah makes a lot more. 
millions of times. So probably, well, what is she? What is Oprah's worth? What, what do you get paid to be lied to, huh? How much you guys want to bet? Let's look, look at Oprah's net worth. Oprah's net worth. $3.2 billion. See, you're told you're to, you, you get rewarded $3.2 billion for lying to people. Okay? Gail King, she's $20 million. Barack Obama, $12 million. Look at how much money people who lie make. <laughs> So seriously, I got to do that. I got all these ideas I want to do. I got some really cool ideas, and I told you guys about that one in the podcast before. It's really cool. And like I say, I need, uh, it's it's going to be, if I get any interest, I'm going to have to go to investors because I simply don't have the money. Maybe I'll have some money after it. You never know. But I really like this idea. Um, I, I, uh, I, I would, it's going to take a lot of time. It'd certainly be a year's worth of labor and effort. And I think you guys would really enjoy it. It'd be a real true work of art. It'd be something everybody would... It would last. It would last. That's one thing that Oprah doesn't have. Her advice has no shelf life. None whatsoever. But then there's a piece in me that says, you know what? I could go and spend a month, a solid month, go and volunteer for some security shifts just so I'm locked up in a room, sitting there doing nothing, and then just bang out some piece of crap I got, a, I got a couple ideas, but one of the things that I, I kind of was worried about was if I were to write lies, um, how would I legitimize them? Like I'd have to go and find and cherry pick data, cherry pick studies like her good friend Stephen Perlstein. I'd have to go and, and, and find, I'm like, wait a minute, I could just make up BS. I could just say, like our good friend Stephen Perlstein says, according to a study, Blah, 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 blah. Women are the greatest thing ever. Blah, 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 blah. According to another study, men suck and they should all give women their money. Blah, blah, blah. Emotional intelligence. And none of them will look it up. Crap, nobody looks up. Actually, when I do write economics, and I I am serious when I write my own books, I do provide the links or I I do at least do the research. So if anyone's, where'd you get that? That I thought it's here. This is where I found it. So I do back up my own research and my own books. But I was thinking, like, how easy would it be? If I'm going to write lies, I don't even need to back it up. I just need to say, according to one study done at the University of Omaha, I don't even know if there's a university. They're not going to check. They're not going to verify. They're not going to look that crap up. Right here is study. A study done. And, of course, here's the other thing. It ain't like there's a, a, a ton of leftist, feminist, women's studies, sociology studies that are completely biased, that are just not worth the toilet paper I wiped my ass on yesterday. Uh, I can I could probably find data that would go and support it. I mean, I wouldn't trust the studies. But that's fine. Let's lie. Let's lie to women. Seriously, if I were to give advice to the younger people out there, lie. If you're trying to figure out, like Joe, Joe, I don't know if you're listening. We have a regular uh, a female client. She she sends me questions. She's a 50-something gal. Dude, go write Harlequin romance novels. Just write BS. The plumber and the pumper. The investment banker and the banger. The the cowboy and the the oil rancher. I mean, just go write it. And he was intimidated her by her masters in theater. 
and she showed him his soul and his heart. You could just make it up. You make her a single mom, you throw a kid in there, maybe two kids from two different fathers, make a mixed race. Oh, you got you got the mix. It's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, her father, who's an evil conservative Republican disowner because she had sex with the Indian on the Indian reservation and gave her a, a half white, half Indian. You're no daughter of mine, but I love man who runs through rocks. He loved me like no one else. And then he got like the little, you know, what was it? The, um, oh, what was it? King of the Hill, John Redcorn. <laughs> oh, one of the most underrated cartoons ever. Oh, John Redcorn, man. He was a he, he, he was a perplexed man. He he was a, a tortured soul. The guy was a really good guy, but that he's banging Dale's wife. That's <laughs> and then Dale's best friends with oh wow, John Redcorn. It sure is good to see you. And he never knows that his son isn't his. <laughs> oh, well, but thank you, Miss Gilbert. Thank you for just confirming that. Look, guys, don't major in engineering. That's way too hard. Okay, that's way too hard. Don't, don't major in chemistry. Don't become a doctor. Major in lying to women. Okay, that's all you got to do. Look, go, go to your library or go to your local, you know, uh, Rainbow Foods around East. Go pick up a bunch of those Harlequin romance novels. Read through them. Notice the general outline and, and, and the plot. And then just tweak the variables a little bit. And boom, there you are. You're done. You're done. Put that up on Amazon. Maybe write like a couple, uh, you know, get a pen name. You're, you can't be a guy and write this. You know, your name is hyphenate your last name. That's another thing. Got to hyphenate your last name so that women know you're down with the cause. Oh, man. You couldn't, you couldn't make it any easier. Why go to college? Seriously, why go to college? Just lie to women. Don't go to work. Don't commute. Just sit there and, you know, get a website. That's the other thing. I got, I don't have time. I already, I already threw my lot in with this economics blog real world thing. But if I were to do it all over again, man, I'd do one of two things. I'd either lie to the men and claim I was like this hot conservative chick or I'd lie to the women and, and act like I was some kind of, you know, person i don't know author but anyway all right maybe we should get to the sponsors huh okay the sponsor sponsor here we are uh pushing rubber downhill the book the podcast and the blog just search it our good friend adam pingett uh and go there if you'd like to read her book and uh just trust me you're gonna want to go to her website first before you try and look up this book on amazon it's just gonna make everybody's lives a lot easier then we have my books, uh, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. <clears throat> That's for our uh, brothers. Uh, well, it could be Hispanic as well. Um, but basically, if you are not a white male uh, and you are poor, this is how you get out of poverty. And uh, I'd like to say it's my opinion. It's not my opinion. It's uh, truth and reality. And basically, all you have to do is look at what the Democrats are recommending for the past 60 years and say, hey, has it gotten us anywhere? Which it hasn't. So any, I mean, look. If you want to waste your life, go ahead. But uh, you you at least owe it to yourself to try something different. And that's what this book offers. And there's Bachelor Pad Economics. That is available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. 
so for those of you who are true economists and uh, you like to be doing something else while taking in podcasts, whatever else have you, that's available in audio as well. That's for every man, every man, regardless of age, every man, gay or straight, every man needs to get Bachelor Pad Economics. Makes a great gift to give to a young man, a girl too, but I don't think she'd like you after she read it. Uh, that's a great book to give to any young man going off to college as well. Uh, Worthless, that's another book that is uh, definitely worth going and giving to kids as they're off to college here, guys. Uh, the Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. That's available in Kindle, paperback, and audio as well. Enjoy the decline. Uh, that's for those of you who do not like the direction that the country is going. If you are worried that Hillary might get elected, if you think that as a feasibility, and you find yourself down and depressed during the daytime... For no reason. Have you been listening to Stephen Molyneux? Have you been listening to the news? Well, that's why you're down and depressed. Why don't you read this book? Enjoy the decline instead and uh, ensure that, uh, that you're not miserable for the rest of your life. It's basically that. It's happiness in the form of a book. Then we have Curse of the High IQ. Uh, that's for all my listeners because we have high IQs. And so if you uh, are wondering why there's problems in your life and uh, there's been problems in your entire life, especially starting, if you were a nerd in school, get this book. That's just, it. just get it. It explains everything because I'm a fucking genius and I'm a freaking genius. And uh, that is true. And uh, that's available in audio, paperback, and Kindle. Behind the Housing Crash, that's uh, that's an old one if you want to read that. We have my best of books, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved, if you're looking for the best post of the old captain. Uh, but if you wish to take it in in a much more scenic way, in a much more relaxed way, we're going to be starting to issue Captain's Quarterly. Captain's Quarterly is the best of my book, but we're doing it by the quarter. And each issue of Captain's Quarterly has a model. Cindy Moran is our model this quarter. Uh, actually, it's 2015. That's the blog i've been backing up and so i've been aiming to back those up more regularly but i've just had too much crap going on reconnaissance man uh that is basically why you should be going on a road trip before you go off to college you, you should explore the country first you should not be going to college right after high school you need to find out who you are and this book shows you how to do it and because you can't just sit in your room thinking like, who am i what should i become my parents said I'm good at drawing. I should become an artist. Uh, no, get your rear out into the real world. Take a road trip. Read Reconnaissance Man. No, you don't have to read it. You want to know why? Because it's going to be available in audiobook. I bet you it'll be available in audiobook within the next 48 hours. So keep your eye out for that. It's going through the approval process now. Uh, day by Day Cartoon, our good friend Chris Muir. And then we have Silvio Canto's book, Cubanos in Wisconsin. David Serini's books, As I write, uh, as I Walk These Broken Roads. He's supposed to be coming out with another. And Marty Andrade's book, Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse, soon to have uh, the D.B. Cooper book out, but I'll have to wait for Marty uh, to have that. He's, it's under, it's in uh, editing right now, as it were. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? Well, there's a ton of news this week, and um, I won't be able to catch up. It'd be a four-hour podcast because what it did know is, especially in academia, what was it, University of California, Los Angeles, now they're going to have uh, segregated housing for the uh, blacks that make me at times truly want to use the N-word. Because um, they're all, they, they needed housing for microaggressions. Then you had this Stephen Perlstein guy that I talked about last week, or maybe it was this week, I can't remember. I'm Frankensteining all these segments together. Uh I mean, it, it, and then there was something else. Oh, what, University of Iowa is going to have a social justice 
department, you could get a degree in a bachelor's degree in social justice. And after a while, it's kind of, what is it like? There's some kind of medical term where the entire system is failing and it's kind of pointless for the doctor to to try and um, capture it, to try and fight it all. There's no reason for the doctor to try. The, the whole system, total systemic failure is what ha- is happening in, in the academia world. So I, I can't keep up with the latest insanities going on. But, but we can't keep up. God bless the banking industry. My former employer, Wells Fargo. Yes, you guys think I'm just sour grapes and I couldn't hack it in banking. I'm going to give if if the edu- if the housing bubble and all the corruption and all that and the bailouts of the tarp wasn't proof that I was the one that had my head on right and that this entire system, this entire industry is bankrupt as hell. Well, let's throw this one now. Wells Fargo will pay $185 million settlement in fraud case. Wells Fargo on Thursday reached a settlement with the Los Angeles prosecutor and federal regulators who accused the lender of pushing multiple pushing customers into multiple fee-generating accounts that they never requested. Wells Fargo, the largest U.S. bank by market capitalization, will pay $185 million in fines and penalties, plus restitutions to customers, according to a statement from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Now, everyone was all worried about it. I remember this was being passed. And people are saying, we don't need any more government. We don't need any more government. I'm, I'm with you. We don't need any more government. This could have been handled Department of Commerce or something else. But for those of you that say, oh, we don't need regulation, the banking industry needs regulations. The, the banking industry, right before I left that bank in Wyoming, my job was dealing with the federal regulators that were so shoved up far this bank's ass. And right, rightfully so, dealing with, like, they wanted weekly reports on our on our overdue loans, our past due loans, and our, our problem loans, Oreo, all this other stuff, and I and, and it, it deserved it. The bank deserved every second of auditors being up their ass because they were stupid and making stupid loans that ultimately, because this is a federally insured bank, was backed up by the taxpayer. If there is an industry that needs babysitting that needs a Nazi-level-esque authority over them, it's banks. And if and if crap like this keeps happening, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't even mind being you know uh, nationalized because that's what we did anyway. Let's just be honest with it. We nationalized the banks. We bailed them out. The banks are basically an arm of the government now. So why do we have multiple corporate executives? Let's just have the bank, the federal bank. Not the Federal Reserve, that'd be different. The Federal Reserve would back up the Federal Bank, and then we'd make crappy loans still. <laughs> and people would make the argument, oh, you know, the bank, if it was federalized, then it, then it would go it would go to, like, connected cronies. Oh, like, that ain't happening now? At least, at least with the federal regulators up the ass, maybe they could be in charge of the lending committee. And these guys are brutal there. I'd be like, hey, you know what? Absolutely. And they, you know, the, the, the bankers are like, God, these guys just hate us. Like, yeah, they should. Because for for once, I think these are like the actual good guys. These are like the bank, uh, the uh, the the uh, cops coming in and trying to bust up the mafia. The banks are the bad guys. You guys were lending recklessly. Now what? Seven eight years later, after this BS, now here's Wells Fargo. Uh, the Comptroller Office of the Comptroller of the Currency and Los Angeles Prosecutor's Office were also parties to the settlement. In a complaint filed in May 2015, California prosecutors alleged 
Uh, Wells Fargo, for years, pushed customers into costly financial products that they did not need or even request. The bank opened more than $2 million deposit and credit card accounts that may have not been authorized. And this from Zero Hedge, because I, I was looking for, they, they fired all these people. Here we go, Zero Hedge. I don't know why I went to Business Insider, guys. I'm sorry. Zero Hedge would just get to it. Uh, for years, we have wondered why Wells Fargo is America's largest mortgage lender is also Warren Buffett's favorite bank. Now we know why. On Thursday, Wells Fargo was fined $180 million, including a $100 million penalty for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, starting since at least 2011. In all, Wells Fargo opened 1.5 million bank accounts and applied for 565,000 credit cards that were not authorized by their customers. Wells Fargo told CNN that it had fired 5,300 employees related to the shady behavior over the last few years. The firings represent 1% of its workforce. <laughs> yeah, and what's sad, you know what? These 5,500, you know this, you go into Wells Fargo, they always try and sell you something. I had a couple friends that actually worked as tellers at Wells Fargo. And they're saying, yeah, like you'll get fired if you don't open up accounts. Now, here's the thing. I'm not excusing the 5,300 people, whatever, that fabricated these accounts. That's wrong. But the, the pressure at Wells Fargo to make sales. I told you they got their training facility out in the desert somewhere. When you come back from that, you're a zombie, okay? It's a cult. But here you are, you're, you're, you think of the position that the teller is in. The teller is young, probably has student loans, probably doesn't make a lot of money, got to make ends meet, and you got uh, this, this tyrant, either in dick form or cunt form, beating you, threatening to fire you if you don't generate. I remember when I used to bank at Wells Fargo. They had these, oh, they were so precious. They were just so precious, Wells Fargo management was. They had awards. You got a banner with your name on it, and every time you did something good, you got a little button you could put on your banner. So you had like this scroll like a banner, and you get like a little pin, you know, like open 50 accounts. Ooh, and then this, and you knew what they were doing. Like, hey, you know, for 30 cents in cloth and crappy metal, we can we can give them we can give them compensation psychologically in their mind. They'll be rewarded with a pat on the head. Pat on the head probably costs too much. Right? You'd have to eat some food and expend half a calorie of energy to move the hand up and down. I'd have to get up and pat the guy on the head for saying a good job. Now we'll just buy some plastic trinkets to say, look, shiny baubles. You did good, Jim. <laughs> oh, but and then and so what are they supposed to do? They're gonna get fired? Now they shouldn't have even taken the job in the first place. That's one thing millennials, especially China, everybody's gotta learn that if you're a boss, if the if the company's giving you an impossible deal, no matter how starved you are, no matter how hungry you are. Uh, don't take it because you're just going to get fired anyway. And then it, that sends you down the path of you having to jump from one job to another. You get more and more desperate. You don't want to get fired. The stress. Just do Just collect welfare. Honestly, before you become a teller at Wells Fargo, just collect welfare. It's more noble. It's more honest. At least you're saying, yeah, I'm just parasiting off you. Whereas Wells Fargo's like, we are here to serve the customer. We need a bailout. We're going to screw everybody over. We're going to open up fake accounts. It's just an evil organization, guys. That's all it is. Don't do not do your banking at Wells. I know, I know. But it's so convenient, and I'm a Swipple Republican, and I have no balls or testes. 
and I have to go and get my Starbucks, even though just now the CEO donated a bunch of money to the Democrat Party. Speaking of which, Chef, the Facebook guy, one of the Facebook executives, donated $20 million to Hillary Clinton to stop Trump. I'm going to have to go to Minds.com. That's where, that's where I'm going, Minds.com. I'm going to move from these nice little lefty, touchy-feely social media places over at Silicon Valley. We're just going to move. We're going to migrate slowly. Because either they're going to kick us out, and I, frankly, I just, I'm getting sick of it. I do like the Facebook guy who said, screw it, I'm renouncing my U.S. citizenship. I'm going to Singapore. That guy I like. So I, I, I say, all right, I'll stay in Facebook for that guy. <laughs> but then this scumbag, $20 million, my God. Oh, continue on with our favorite bank, Wells Fargo. How Wells perpetuated fraud is that its employees move funds from customers' existing accounts into newly created accounts without their knowledge or consent, regulators say. The CFPB described this practice as widespread and led to customers being charged for insufficient funds or overdraft fees because the money was not in their original accounts. Additionally, Wells Fargo employees also submitted applications for 565,000 credit card accounts without their knowledge or consent. The CFPB said the analysis found. Many customers who had unauthorized credit cards open in their names were hit by annual fees, interest charges, and other fees. According to the New York Times, regulators said bank employees had been motivated to open the unauthorized accounts by compensation policies that reward them for drumming up new business. Many, At least I hope these guys got their money. Even though they got fired, I hope they got their bonuses and got to keep it. Because if Wells Fargo is going to be like that, they're going to be like, well, it's just sales, sales, sales. No production or efficiency. Sales, sales, sales. I hope Wells Far Fargo doesn't get a penny back. Uh, many current Wells Fargo employees said, told regulators they had felt extreme pressure to expand the number of new accounts at the bank. And since it is U.S. government policy never to send a banker to prison, they thought that engaging in criminal behavior was not such a bad idea. Federal banking regulators said the practices reflect serious flaws in the internal culture and oversight at Wells Fargo, one of the nation's largest banks. Today's action should serve notice to the entire industry that financial incentive programs, if not monitored carefully, carry serious risks that can have serious legal consequences. After a while, after a while, don't you just think all of the United States population is tainted? Like, if it takes this much hand-holding and regulation that you need the director of the CFPB, Richard Cordray, to say today's action should serve notice to the entire industry that financial incentive programs, if not monitored carefully, carry serious risks that can have serious legal consequences. I mean, this is like dealing with a seventh-grade boy who's getting involved in drugs and, and boo. I mean, that that's this kind of tone that you take. But if we have the largest bank and it's Wells Fargo, we're just so better than everybody else. We're so important to executives. We only hire MBAs from Harvard. I mean, if you got to come crack it down on these guys, five, six, seven short years after the housing bubble, if you got to come crack it down on these guys again, I mean, where are the good people? Where are they? Oh, you know, U.S. Bank and Bank of America is doing this. You know, they're doing it. But, I mean, how much time do we have to spend? Baby, this is third and second world BS, okay? This is why Western civilization and the first world advances because we don't always have to cover our six. We don't have to spend an inordinate amount of resources making sure that our employees at least have this, this basic level of morality and ethics. 
But apparently, apparently, and not apparently, I know so. You look at the millennials, you look at Gen X, you look at the, you look at, at any non-World War II generation. It's, it's, it's painfully obvious the quality and caliber of today's average America, uh, American is crap. Just crap. And this is why my investing strategy is one of insurance, betting against. I don't short. I don't, I don't like shorting because you can bubbles will, will wipe you out. But it, 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 I've, I've, I used to believe, okay, I invest in the long term. I get my compounded rate of return. Now it's like, no, I can bet against people. I have the utmost of faith in the American public to be scuzzy, to be scum, to be unethical, to screw people over. I have the utmost of faith, absolutely. And you're a fool to invest long-term in the American people. You are a fool today to invest long-term in the Oh, you'll get, you'll get a rate of return because of quantitative easing and a bubble. Yeah, I mean, but I'm talking real rates of return. Like, you get your, your, you know, look at how many companies fail. Look at all these business partners. I don't know one partnership that ever worked. There's always the guy that screws you over and takes the money and run. It's just amazing. That, that we're, we floated this long. Thank God we have the world's reserve currency. Thank God we're, we're living off of the, the reputation of the World War II generation and real America's actually produce shit. And thank God the rest of the world is even in worse shape than we are. Thank God they're third world countries and we're only going down to a second world country. Oh, but what we could have achieved if we just stuck with traditional... I know, I know. We are so successful, our, our capitalism, our profits, our, our success spoiled three full generations. But my gosh, man, why why even go why even start a business? Why even go why even try? If this it, you, you just you should it, it makes a great compelling argument to become a criminal. And if not a criminal, to actually what I talked about in previous segment or previous podcast, to, to just sell lies. Why try and run a good business? Oh, Ansel Consulting is a rarity. That was luck. That's a fluke. I mean, that 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 trifecta, that triple threat where I'm honest, I actually help out people and I'm profitable. That 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 does that's never going to happen again. Never. That just that just came out of the blue. That was weird. Okay? That's a fluke. If the old captain has to all of a sudden go and start down another entrepreneurial path, it's going to be screwing over people legally, legally, like these people Wells Fargo did. They're not going to go to jail or anything. I'm going to become a con artist. I'm going to become a charlatan. I'm going to screw people out of their money legally because they deserve it. Whether they're evil or just stupid, I don't care anymore. I have as much disdain and hatred for stupid people because they've ruined mine and other few percentage of people who are smart lives. I think socialism is great. Let's vote Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Screw you people. <laughs> Screw you all. I only got 30 years left on this planet. I'm going to make it count. I'm the, this BS of doing things the right way, no more. Mm-mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> once, this, once this system goes down, once uh, the old, you know, my online media empire goes through its life cycle or the YouTube cancels or there's no way to upload. Uh, the Nazis come in. I got to go to Alibaba. I got whatever it is. If also the, I have plenty of ideas that is going. And if, hey, I got news for you lefties out there. You you want me in this position. You want me to keep all the, uh, the, uh, the system I have now. Because if I have to give this up, my ideas are going to wreak all manner of hell and havoc on your members. No one in particular. 
Nobody, but they're predominantly leftists because they're dupable. They're gullible. You guys will believe in anything. And I will, I mean, it, it legally, legally, but I will ruin, just like that Elizabeth Gilbert girl did, just like the Harlequin romance novel, just like Oprah has, I will ruin, ideally, millions of people's lives. And what's sad is the better the lie, the juicier the lie, the more people will give me money. And this is just proof right here. Wells Fargo, we're, we're just... Stupid business practice leading to immoral behavior. Oh, and they got a hundred eighty-five thousand dollar fine. They make they—they—that's nothing. That's less than like what is Wells Fargo's profits? I mean, it's multiple billions. It's, I mean, this this fee was nothing. Wells Fargo net income. Yeah, twenty. <laughs> oh my gosh, twenty-three billion dollars. Twenty-three billion. So this is this is what. This is one one hundredth of the uh, of the expense. That is hilarious. Uh, speaking of stupid and no longer trying, from Forbes magazine, how some millennials end up paying for the parents' student loan debt. I tell you guys, this is only like one out of seven articles I could have done. It's it's just crazy. Uh, LX Lycos doesn't like to think about what his life would be like if he had to deal with twenty seven thousand in student loans. But the 23-year-old is making good money as a software engineer in Boston and at least on paper is faring better than the average college graduate who is 35000 in the red. Yet Lycos has also assumed responsibility for another, another 92000 in parent plus loans that his mom and dad took out to pay for his college education. How, how do you... So he's got 27, they got 92... So he took out $100,000 just to get a degree in software engineering? Were, 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 you, were you taught in gold tablets? What? Uh, well, they took it out to pay for his loan, then he should take responsibility. He has no legal responsibility for them, and there would be no financial repercussions to him if he decided to turn to Bly and I. Uh, I simply pay their loans month by month out of kindness. No, you little millennial crap heap. This is so hard not to curse. Uh, they borrowed it for you, so you could have food, clothing, and shelter. Lord knows you didn't work during school. I know you didn't do that. Who agreed to pay them as a teenager before he fully understood what that meant. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't shop around. Don't, don't buy that book, Worthless, by Aaron Clary. Now, that's 15 bucks. Let's just, let's just find the most expensive retard school ever for software engineering. As a result of the staggering six-figure debt, he isn't able to save from month to month and can't shake the feeling that he's getting left behind his peers. It's a struggle to see many people my age investing in stocks and looking into owning homes. While I know I'll be paying loans until I'm 33, said Lycos. Yeah, yeah, you should. It's called learning from your mistakes and you'll never make this mistake again. His relationship with his parents has been so strained over whose responsibility the loans are that they aren't currently speaking. Ah, oh, look at that. All the professors and educators and teachers ruining families. That's wonderful. Leftist policy is destroying nuclear families. Awesome. He is not alone. While there is no data about how many students are paying plus loans taken out by the parents, roughly one in six college graduates have benefited from this type of loan, according to financial aid expert Mark Cantrowitz in his analysis of federal data. Even if just 5% of them shouldered some of these some or all these payments, 
That adds up to some 20,000 students a year in the same boat. Well, that's not that many. It's not difficult to see what happens. Parents get in over their heads by taking on too much debt, and at some point their children feel the sense of responsibility to pay the loans, which were, after all, taking out to finance their education. Well, why are parents paying for their children's education? Uh, parents plus loans are notoriously easy for parents to get their hands on. The government doesn't consider whether they can afford to pay back the loans or looking at their income or their debts. Ladies and gentlemen, I just wrote an article called Entitlement Drives Inflation. You could go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Please read it because I point out that people thinking they're entitled to things, education, health care, children, free crap, housing, leads them to borrow money at low terms from the government and then basically indebt themselves forever. See, the government, unless you're going to vote, unless you're a minority, the government is just going to give you money. They're going to lend you money and they want you to pay them back. Okay? And then if, they, if they're going to bail you out of that, they're going to want your vote just like Hillary Clinton and the Democrats are going to bail out the millennials. <clears throat> so but here's another perfect example of what I wrote about because that's how good of an economist I am. These parents, these idiots borrowed money with no strings attached. They should have never been lent the money back in the first place because they couldn't pay it back. And then they threw all that money over into an education. This drove up prices for tuition. People wonder why tuition's so expensive. Well, my tuition's so expensive. I need to borrow more money, throw it into the system to afford it. Morons. You, you guys, look, I know, I know this is the Curse Free Podcast. I know most of you are of higher moral caliber and quality than I am, but can you see where a secular guy would love to just sink his teeth into these dupes just just to just to take all these rubes and yokels for all their money? Oh, so long as a parent doesn't have an adverse credit history defined as being more than 90 days late on a loan or a credit card or having serious marks like a foreclosure or a bankruptcy within the last five years, they're approved to borrow from Uncle Sam. See? You just Uncle Sam is just there to help you guys. <clears throat> the federal government is sort of filling a need gap for disadvantaged families who can't fund higher education. Dude, that is not a family in need dropping $100,000 on a four-year degree. Said Angie Jasuit, founder of Student Loan Hero, a student loan education website. Even if parents are just financing one child's education... The debt can pile up. Why are parents paying their kids' way through college? Oh, where students can borrow no more than 31000 in subsidized and unsubsidized loans for their entire undergraduate education. The government will let parents borrow the total cost of attendance minus any other financial aid. They're not even looking at student loans that parents may have already taken out for other children. If you have 10 kids, you can borrow for all 10 kids. Oh, if you could default on those loans, I'd take that money and run. One 22-year-old in New York who requested anonymity to protect his relationship with his family doesn't think his parents ever had the means to pay back these loans. No. They have trouble making ends meet from month to month as it is. It's not that my parents refuse to pay. It's just that they can't, he says. However, he's caught himself passing judgment on their spending habits. Like his mother's trip to Disney World. Whenever he tries to bring up the loans, they shut down. They don't even listen. My gosh, if that isn't the story that I keep hearing from uh, <clears throat> from a lot of clients over at Asshole Consulting. These kids, these parents, these baby boomer scum bucket parents, you know, they're in debt. They, they live off of their kids. I, I can't even, well, you, you can watch it. It's sad. It's very sad. But basically, 
The parents don't love their children at all. They view their children as a, a way to make money. I guarantee you, this kid's parents right here, guarantee you what they did. They said, we can get how much money? Let's borrow it all. I'm going to Disneyland. But you know what? The 50s and 40s, they were bad because they were racist. See? They were bad because they were racist. and they were like, It wasn't even that they were ra racist, just that white people were around and we adhered to nuclear families and Western civilization standards and principles. But hey, now the parents, hey, this is much better. We're much improved, right? All you kids out there, all you millennials with your parents trying to live off of you, huh? All those baby boomer professors trying to sucker the money out of you so you could go $100,000 into that. This is much better than those evil, nasty 40s and 50s, right? Where you could get a job fresh out of high school. Because we wouldn't want that. Because the 40s and 50s, at least as far as you were told, you don't know this for a fact, but as far as you were told, everybody was racist and we were all beating our wives. That's, that's, that's the best, probably one of the biggest lies, one of the load-bearing lies of leftist indoctrination. You pull that one out, that the whole thing might come down. But we don't want, we don't want those 40s and 50s, remember that. Uh, the PLUS loan is kind of like the ugly duckling of federal loans. It features a higher interest rate, currently 6.31 to 31%. should be 20% if you're adjusting it for risk. And fewer repayment options than anything offered directly to undergrads. There aren't any silver linings for students making payments either. Throwing money at someone else's loans doesn't make them eligible for student loan interest deduction. Only their parents can claim it. Oh my God, did baby boomers come up with this plus loan idea? One parent found out that his son, Manhattan College Junior, Sao Mir, had been sneakily making payments on the plus loans when his credit score went through the roof, the engineering major had set up the online login information and been tutoring and doing work study outside of classes in order to do so. Our family has never been in debt before, explains Mir, 20, who paid off 7,300 student loans last semester. Look at that guy. There. This guy should have recruiters hunting him down to pay for his college and to get him to come work for them. There's an honest look at this guy right here. This guy, at 20 years old, Worked extra so his family wouldn't be in debt, paying for his own education. You want to talk about a real man right there, Sal Murr. By God, if you ever hear this, or if anybody knows Sal Murr, please send this podcast to him because I want to shake your hand. I'll buy you a freaking beer, man. Well, you're too young to have a beer. Uh, it was a financial burden. It turns out Mir's dad, who is disabled, qualifies for loan forgiveness. Mir's no longer making payments. We'll seek to have loans. Okay, good, good. There you go. Ba, 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 Since graduation, my parents have tried to convince me to privatize the loan, says Lycos. Yeah, because that way they, they, they'll default on it. Who has refused because he is wary of making the loans his legal responsibility. He also doesn't think he could swing larger payments that would come from refinancing. He's resigned himself to simply paying down the balance. However, he has a change of heart and throws in the towel. He's insulated from financial consequences. In terms of consequences for the students, it just means awkward holiday dinners. Oh, man. No, no. You know what? There's not, you know, you leftist millennials, you social justice warriors, you're all so freaking brilliant. You are, you're all so intelligent. You know everything. And, and, and you know what? These baby boomers, they're really on your side. These cool hippies, you know, like they're your professors now, your counselors. You know what? You follow their advice, man, because they – and you know what? If bad stuff like this happens, it's George Bush's fault. It's Republicans' fault. White, oh, my God, you're so stupid. 
Even you guys can't be this stupid to believe this. I guess your ego blinds you, though, to it. You're, you guys are so egotistical. You, you got such pride, and, and but you have no accomplishments. You're, and deep down inside, maybe it's also fear that you know you guys are worthless scum and that you can't admit that you got totally duped and that your life is ruined by the exact same people you were believing and swallowing their BS whole. Oh, what do we got for sponsors now? Let's do the second round of sponsors. Uh, Easy Mode Blogging. Go to easymodeblogging.com if you want to have somebody set up a blog for you that is not dependent or has to answer to anybody's uh, community user guidelines like Google or WordPress. Talk to our buddy Pete over at easymodeblogging.com. Tell him the captain sent you. He also programs websites as well. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, please do. It's $100 a month. But that does not just mean you get advertising on the podcast. Uh, that means you get a banner over on the old blog. And we also do a little bit of uh, Cappy the Whore 4. I put together a Cappy the Whore 4 video on YouTube. Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com. Go there and visit our residential in-house red pill community CPA. Uh, 405media.com. Go there if you're looking for other podcasts listen to as well glorious hat by glorious carl go to GloriousHat.com where glorious carl will offer you his glorious hat winter's coming up you want a nice warm head i think he's got placards the inserts that say hillary uh but go to GloriousHat.com and get your glorious hat made with real fake dead animal uh asshole consulting if you are a millennial dip bleep and uh you uh don't want to suffer the consequences and fates of apparently every other millennial dip bleep uh, go to assholeconsulting.com and have the older, wiser brother, Aaron Clary, give you the swift kick in the ass of elderly, brotherly advice that your father was too much of a pussy to give you because his mom or your mom, his wife, has his nuts in her purse. Honest to God, it's a it's a monopoly I own. Well, not me, but it, it, this Manosphere world, we, we own the monopoly. You you baby boomers and Gen Xers, you you just you men, you just well, here's our balls, feminist women. No, we're just gonna be sensitive 90s guys. And I was like, bam, look at this. Hey guys, look at this, look at this untamed land, look at this unclaimed claim. All we gotta do is be manly. Really? We know how to do that. Yes, but if there was only a way we could spread and disseminate our our, our, our wisdom and our knowledge and our flow. Wait, hey, look, here comes the internet. Awesome! I'm set for life. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Anyway, so if you guys got questions, financial, economic, not legal, can't do you legal, uh, psychological, your parents are screwing you over, or you just need some kind of guidance and wisdom advice in life, go to assholeconsulting.com, talk to your older brother, Cappy. At the Amazon affiliate program, if none of my sponsors are offering products that you like, please consider going to my Amazon affiliate pr uh, page. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, click on my Amazon banner. That will take you to Amazon's page, and that's it. That's all you have to do. Uh, it, you'll notice a little bit of a additional code in the URL. That tells Amazon, hey, this person came from Cappy. And uh, everything you buy during that shopping session, I get a 7% cut on. You don't pay any more, but uh, if you don't believe in donations, as, as I don't necessarily believe in them either, uh, you just do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. If you can get into that good habit, maybe bookmark the site with the, that code. That would be great. So if you do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. Actually, if, if everybody did that, if everybody who listens did that, I wouldn't even have to have sponsors anymore. I'd, I'd probably be retired. 
academiccomposition.com. Academiccomposition.com will write your papers for you when you are in college because most of your papers are complete BS. Most of your classes are complete BS. And by gosh, if smart corporations like Wells Fargo outsource things, I think we should outsource things too, like writing your nonsensical liberal arts papers. So go to academiccomposition.com. Hire Alex and his crackpot team of writing staff. Also, if you are a good writer and you can write leftist BS, you can pull it out of your ass, Alex would like to talk to you, potentially hire you. He's always looking for writers. He's always looking for marketers. Isn't terribly exciting work. It's very boring, but it pays, and it's location independent. So you could do this from wherever. You could do it from your house. You, you, if you're bored, you're just looking for something, uh, go to academiccomposition.com. Tell them the captain sent you, as you should be doing with all of the sponsors. Uh, do the Philippines by Matt Forney. Go to mattforney.com. He has his books out there, of which he's plugging the current one, Do the Philippines. Betterment, if you're looking to retire and save for an investment, go to my uh, affiliate program. You can find that on captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Betterment logo, click on that, and basically it does the same thing with Amazon. It says, oh, this came from that site, so if you do any investing with them, I get, I get the kickback. Uh, then we have uh, the ultimate reading list by Max, our good friend Max. Uh, he has his website, Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. Uh, go there if you're looking to pick up a book that is written for not leftists. That's basically the best way to write it because that in indicates that the books are for smart people, for people who like realism and empiricism and don't want to be lied to. Um, and, you, you know, you say, oh, what I and a lot of them are in paperback and Kindle or on, on audiobook as well. Uh, so you can, you can just download them as well. But go to Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. Also, if you happen to be an author, I know there's many of you out there like that, uh, go talk to Max as well. Let him know the captain sent you and run some ads on his site. I know this sounds, you don't understand it, I don't understand it. Instagram, you think, well, that's just pictures. I, the guy's got 32,000 followers, all right? <laughs> I dropped my 100 bucks on it. He put it up on the site. People bought, I mean, I made more than the 100 bucks. It is absolutely worth one month of investing, okay? So... Uh, or advertising, rather. So contact Max. Let him know the old captain sent you. Uh, that's Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. Send him an email. His email should be there. Uh, if not, contact me. I'll, I'll set you up with him. But it's, uh, yeah, even Adam Pickett put his ads up on there. <clears throat> I got to tell Davis and all the other guys. Marty Andrade. That's what I should do. I should have Marty put his book up there. Gosh, I'm going to put that on my to-do list. We'll get Marty. Let's see God to the multiverse. Nixon, Max, Marty. So we'll get that there. And, um, yeah, it's absolutely worth it. Speaking of books, Uncle Nick by Frank Servi. Um, that is basically Uncle Buck or Bad Santa, but the Manosphere is Bad Santa. That's basically what it is. 30-something-year-old guy out in California doing what he wants. It's fiction, but uh, it's uh, maybe one of these days I should read. Hey, Frank, you got this thing on audio or what? I'm a big pusher of this audiobook now because it's, I think that is the future. But we got that there. Uh, fan mail. Hang on. We had fan mail. There it is back here. <clears throat> uh, Cappy, if you don't remember me, I'm, I was Mr. I hate my degree, now what? I wanted to once again thank you for, oh yeah, I remember this guy, he spent all of his time, um, he got his degree in computer programming or computer engineering or something. Had a job offer and he just hated the internships. I'm like, well, dude, you you went this far, you might as well just give it a shot, you know. Don't don't give up on it. 
So here, right here, testimonial. Testimonial about asshole consulting doing good. The old captain, for once, doing good in the life. I'll die. I'll go up to the pearly gates. I'll beat judge. He says, well, you did all this work. I say, in all honesty, it was by complete accident, your honor. I didn't intend to help these kids out. I charged them for it. I charged them. They're going to have to make a completely whole different realm or world for me. I'm not going to heaven. I'm not going to hell. And I'm certainly not going to purgatory or nirvana. They're, gonna, they're just going to have Clary's Corner. That's what it's going to be. Guys say, yep, here, Clary's Corner. There's your dunce hat. Get out of here. I'm like, yep, screw you too. Uh, I wanted to once again thank you for the consulting video. My internship has concluded, and after working at a very large company for a bit and mulling over your words, I've realized that the work isn't that bad. My internal fear, fear was that I would completely fail at being a software engineer. Uh, though the work was very challenging and the environment was very fast-paced, I hauled ass, and my boss was very satisfied with my performance. See, yeah, you just... That's one of those things you think... You think programming and all that's boring? Well, maybe at an internship level, but you get in there and you get challenged? Oh, yeah, it makes the world a difference. Then, then it's not even necessarily the work you're doing. Because um, I remember you know, college work at security. It was boring work until we got hit with the fall rush. And then, oh, man, even though you were doing the work itself was tiring and um, quite boring, actually. Um, the hustle and the competition, that's what made it fun. And though not the most fun at times, I found it personally fulfilling to complete such challenging work. Your advice will be helpful should I stay in this state or later decide to repurpose my degree. But it seems as though I'm just a naive millennial who hasn't worked long enough to determine whether or not I truly hate my job. <laughs> there you go. A millennial with a little bit of wisdom. Awesome. I know you're probably slaying it in your latest adventure and have more exciting things to do than read emails. So thanks again, old Uncle Clary. Uh, P.S. Just listen to your latest curse-free episode and what you said about whites in academia licking the balls of every minority student is so fucking true it hurts. I might tell you about some of my experience another time if you are interested. You're a black engineering agent in the field, and we won't mention his name because we don't want we want him to keep his job. Uh, what else? Oh, and then he did. He sent me. He I said, well, dude, yeah, send me a story. So he sent me a story. Um. I have a few experiences, but I think this one makes for an interesting story. I previously worked as a resident assistant at my university, and we had a two-week mandatory training session leading up to the start of the school year. The housing management of the resident assistant job is pretty left-leaning as it focuses on social justice and inclusivity regarding race, religion, sexuality, gender identity, etc. Why is it? Why does a resident assistant have anything to do with politics? I mean... I, let me make a point to I, mean, I know our minority agent in the field here who's writing this, he understands it, but do you, not white males, because we're talking religion, sexuality, gender, I mean, we all know that that's the thing. As long as you're not a white male, they're trying to make it so that you're inclusive regarding all these things. Do, do any of you non-white males start to ask the question, what does this have to do with residency? What does this have to do with, with living in the dorm? Why is there a political indoctrination? I'm just here to sleep. I'm here to study and sleep. Doesn't that raise a, a flag for you guys? Or your ego's just so used to being masturbated by uh, by uh, leftist agents like this that you you'll you'll throw a protest. You say you won't welcome because microaggressions, because reasons. Oh well. Uh, and they try to prioritize hiring students who fall into any one of these victim groups or white male students 
who at least claim to value diversity and inclusion. Well, white males can start claiming they got the ADHDs and the Aspergers and the, the and the and the autistics. Uh, one day we were covering the topic of campus security and we're being lectured about handling theft at residence halls. The speaker, a white male, you don't have to capitalize white, dude. Don't don't do. You don't have to worry about that. A representative of our campus police department was discussing how bike theft was one of the more common issues that face our residents. He was discussing this using presentation slides. One particular slide featured a black kid standing next to a bike as he discussed theft prevention. The image was seemingly harmless. I didn't think much of it, but another black student in the crowd interrupts the speaker claiming that the slide was depicting, depicting a black bike thief, hence it was racist and triggering to blacks who could suffer from some sort of police racial profiling. Look at this. At the age of 18, they got these kids already coming out of high school to play professional victim. Uh, half of the audience applauded the black student for essentially demonizing this white, oppressive white man giving the presentation. So, so we can assume half the students in this, in, well, of course, the selection bias might be a little, but I'm estimating half these, it's a question I've always wondered. What percentage of college students today, millennials, uh, are just brainwashed beyond repa repair? That they're, they're zombies. Like they're not gonna react. They're not gonna deal with reason or evidence, or that they, the only thing they're gonna respond to is violence until you physically threaten them. And even then, as evidenced by the case of refugee workers of the female persuasion getting raped by Muslim refugees, they still won't report it. So I, I just, I just want to know. I want to know how many bullets to buy in case like the uh, the economy collapses. Uh, the presenter goes into full damage control mode, apologizing for basically not creating a safe space for people of color. He then follows up by mentioning how he's gay and married to a man. Oh, yeah, you got to run and pull that one out, don't you there, pal? Way to stand up there, bucko. I would have been like, yeah, well, too bad for you. Okay, anyway, this is the slide I was given, and if you don't like it, the safe space is over there, and you can go cry. In the meantime, can we get back to preventing from people stealing your bikes? Uh, and besides, we all know that people who steal bikes are not black. They're Hispanic, because that was my experience. Hispanic didn't steal my bike. I busted a guy trying to steal somebody else's. He was trying to steal a cop's bike. That was what was funny. That was the hilarious thing. The guy was so stupid, he, 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 had a, he targeted a bike that had an alarm. He cut the wire. It triggered the alarm. I turned my head. I chased after the guy. And he turned out to be Hispanic. I didn't think, oh, it's a Hispanic. All Hispanics steal bikes. But now I know that's true, right, Atham? That's all you do is steal that. That window washing thing is just a front. Uh, I began to realize he was essentially playing the "I'm a victim minority too" card. So what could be interpreted as a harmless presentation turned into an apologized, turned into a dick measuring contest, except for who had the least amount of privilege. Uh, later, a housing manager apologized and promised to talk. To the campus police department about eliminating microaggressions, basically subliminal racism in their presentations. This level of social justice-ism was sort of the norm for my job. I was so glad to have left it, although it is entertaining to watch liberals attack each other. Oh yeah, I bet you that cop guy was a lefty. Yeah, they're starting to eat their own. I tend to ask myself, why is it that people just look for issues when there are none to be had? Why do minority groups fight over who has it harder? Because there's money. There's money in it. That's why. If you can be the biggest victim, you get the biggest breaks, you get your standards lowered, and you get an easier life. 
and you get more scholarship. Come on, you know this. Look, look, you just you just said that all these people who got hired at the residency, uh, they gave a preference to anyone not white male, right? That's what it is. It's money. Why why do why do women in studies professors make it sound like there's a you know they come up with these bogus statistics? One in three, one in four women are sexually assaulted on really. Really, 33% of women are sexually assaulted on camp? Do you really believe that? Or is it that they make money? And they do make money. Um, the last thing I do is go around looking to be offended and making claims on how hard it is to be born black. Yeah, don't. here's, here's the thing. You want the ticket. And this is, this is for anyone listening who's of the minority persuasion. Uh, and if you're in this, this readership or listenership, you guys are on, you know, we, we can, this is, this is your golden ticket. Employers want to hire minorities who are Republican or conservative and work hard and just work just as normal as the other people, okay? They're deathly afraid of hiring one of these social justice warriors that are going to be looking for insults because they are the type to bring a lawsuit against them, all right? If you can, I mean, really, if you want to make money, if you want to really help out, uh, and this is just being an experiment because I don't know, I, I I haven't seen any studies, I'd be really curious if you put on your resume that you joined the Republican Party and you also belong to the NAACP or, or you just happen to be something that would say I'm a conservative and I'm a minority, that would then send the signal at least to sane employers, uh, what's it called? Silicon Valley employers would hate your guts because they can't hire Republicans. Uh, but for sane, stable, reliable, you know, like they don't want to rock the boat, they just want to work and say, okay, look, this guy's a minority. We can meet our affirmative action quota and look all uh, virtue signaling like. But he's a Republican, so we ain't got to worry about this, you know, lawsuit crap or microaggressions or walking around him. You know, we can't cut a joke or anything like that. But in your case, you're already employed, and that's it, man. Just do there, stay the course, kick ass. Don't ever bring up your race. You know, they're, they're, they're just like, yeah, they're, they're like, no, what, what? no, it doesn't matter. I'm here to program. Let's go. And then that will, you know, people will be like, hey, you got to keep this guy. Um, maybe you can answer these questions or comment on the story if the topic is of interest to you. Either way, I look forward to another week of podcasts. Regards, and we won't mention the name. Yeah, that, it, it's, it's patheticness. That's what it is. It's just parasitism. They, they want to avoid work. That's what it is. They want to hide behind, and you can choose your... And everyone's guilty of this, everybody. They will find a disability or a trait that they claim puts them at a disadvantage and then demand either outright reparations or money being transferred to them or preferential treatment. So the obvious things are things that you could see, like, okay, the color of your skin. All right. Well, I'm Hispanic. I'm Asian. I'm uh, okay. I need money. Uh, typically, you can identify gender. Okay. I'm female. I'm oppressed. Men beat me daily. Give me money. All right. Um, you could also say a foreign ethnicity or uh, uh, religion, maybe based on accent or like, okay, they have an accent. They're from the Middle East or whatever else. Uh, and you would say, okay, well, that's it. Things we can visually identify with or physically disabled. But in that case, I can understand if you're physically disabled. Yes, there should be some, some, um, I don't want to say compensation, but, uh, you know, yeah, you should have ramps, not stairs. I'm, I'm with that. Cause that's, that's not really handy or that is actually handicapping you. 
But what's a white male to do? What's a privileged swipple girl from the suburbs supposed to go, supposed to do? All right, this is where there's a huge push, and I'm intending on writing a book about it one of these days. There's a huge push to claim that you have the ADHDs, the Aspergers. I remember this goes back even like 20 years ago. I remember one guy he was getting a thousand bucks a quarter because he had dyslexia. I'm like, get the frick out of here! You ain't got this. Get out of here! And he, but he was a white guy, perfectly fine. Ooh, he spelled sigh instead of is. Oh my God, I have dyslexia. Right? And whereas there may be some people who genuinely have this, like there are people who are genuinely uh, autistic, uh, there are people who are genuinely suffering from depression, this is where all the weak, hypocrite white people are jumping. This is where they're going to go. This is the bandwagon they're going to jump on because they can't claim they're black, they can't claim they're Hispanic, uh, or but they can, they can claim things that can't be proven. Oh, I'm gay. Like you're a coward guy who did the the bike presentation did. Or, oh, I got the ADHDs. I have the Asperger's. I got the autisms. I'm depressed. And the one that I want to beat the living crap, but I have social anxiety. Eh. Right? All this is, doesn't matter who it is, all this is, is weak, cowardly, hypocritical, and parasitic people who are so lazy they want extra stuff given to them in life. They want life made easier and at the expense of other people. And right now, the current scapegoat is white males. But, but as you saw it, it was a dick measuring contest, as you pointed out. They're going to go to see who is the most oppressed. And this even happens over in the women's studies department where it's like, there's infighting between white feminists and minority feminists. Like, who's the bigger victim, right? And not only is it for financial purposes and career purposes to get preferential treatment, these people are psychologically screwed in the head. It's, it's to get the feels, it's to get the emotions, it's to get attention. They're all women in that regard. They're just going for attention. So that's, that's what's happening. And, I mean, you can certainly participate in that world, but look where it leads. I mean, do you want to become any of these people? Do you really want to, like, wake up in the morning and say, the best thing about me is that I'm black? You know, that, that's kind of sad, you know, like, because you didn't do anything to get it. Or do you want to say, hey, the best thing about me today is that uh, we, we, we finished that uh, programming thing at that company that you work at. Oh, I, I made this thing, and it came in good, and it's working well. You know, do you, what, do you, what do you take your value in? Do you take your value in traits that you were born with, that you did not earn, you had nothing to do with? Or do you take value in accomplishments? And that really is the difference between socialists, third-worlders, second-worlders, pitiers, professional victim whores, and genuine old-school Western civilization, members of Western civilization. That's what, and so that's that's what's happening. That's ex- explain and and consciously or not, you've already chosen the path you're going to go down. You're going to be a worker. You're going to be producing something of value, and you're going to have a better life for it. I'll tell you that you're going to have a way better life for it, because when you wake up in the morning, it's not scrambling or scamming. How do I make myself a victim today? Who do I blame for my laziness, and my spectacular failures in life today? You're like, dude, all right. Let's kick some ass. What are we going to do today? What am I going to do today? And then you, also here's another thing. What kind of hobbies do these people have? It, it had, Again, it started 20 years ago. Like It was all about coffee. Oh, my goodness. I'm such an expert on coffee. I'm going to this coffee place, going to that coffee place. And they read poetry and they write and it's all crap. I mean, I presume that if you were to have some kind of hobby, it'd be something a little bit cooler. It could be something as nice as simple as fishing or hiking. But I have a feeling, especially you engineering types, 
you may want to get your hands on like, oh, I want to build an engine or I, I, maybe on your side you're going to program an app for an iPhone. There's going to be something much more creative and rewarding and intellectually stimulating about your hobbies than these people because these people don't have the work ethic to go and pursue really cool hobbies, physical or intellectual or otherwise. So, yeah, that, 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 that explains it. And I'm no psychologist, but I'm right. I know that much. Anyway, so, well, thank you for the email there. I appreciate it. Uh, so we did fan mail. That's it. Listen, if you would, please follow, subscribe, vote. <clears throat> what else they say? Comment. Share. Just tell the old, spread the good news about the old Captain's Online Media Empire. Go ahead, put this up on the Facebook or the Twitters or whatever else. Check me out at minds.com. I'm going to be starting to upload a lot more stuff over there. And, um... What else? Oh, check your nuts, all you guys, right? Fidget with your nuts. Make sure you don't got testicular cancer. And if your girlfriend won't fidget with your nuts, you're going to have to. It's easily curable, okay? The most curable disease, I think, cancer for men, they just lop it off. And I know that sounds horrible, but that's better than it spreading to your liver and your heart and your pancreas and your brain, and you can't lop those things off, all right? So uh, it's that. It's good to have a little piece of uh, one of your nuts gone than it is to let it spread. So fidget with your nuts once a month. If your girlfriend won't, and say, offer, say, look, I'll feel your boobs, you feel my nuts, we'll make sure we ain't got t- uh, cancer together. It's a wonderful, romantic life. So. All right, that's all we got. We'll catch you kids later. Toodles.